Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mindspace. Today I have the great pleasure to talk to my godfather and uncle Mark Bodmer, who's um, actually given me a computer game already in the late 90s, a video game that we used to play on our grandparents' TV because that TV was the most uh, modern one. And um, so he's been in that field for, for many, many years. And of course, today this is a unthinkable topic to to not be talking about um, for I guess around the world and um, so I'm really excited to give the word mostly to you Mark and um, yeah well, maybe you can give a little bit of feedback to everyone about what you're what you are who you are and and what you're working with okay well thank you very much and thank you for the opportunity to to share this this podcast episode um, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a couple of decades. It's been more than 25 years now that I've been working in the field of video games, uh, not as a developer or producer, but writing about video games in the traditional sense of reviews, but also um, looking at it from a sociocultural perspective. How do people... Um, or how are people affected by by video games and vice versa? How is this 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 exchange happening, and what are the possible effects? Of course, a uh, major topic in the beginning was the whole violence debate uh, with the high school shootings that were primarily blamed at the time uh, that they were were a kind of a causal the causal link between playing violent video games and, and high school shootings which right. is, is never been proven um, there is a minor very minor uh, link there but there are other way way bigger effects that actually have um, led to these these uh, dramatic events and of course when that was kind of debunked uh, what next was 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 the addiction mm -hmm. topic game addiction um there i think there are certain points that really have to be uh looked at more closely but uh in general that said 90 to 95% of all people who are playing games and it's about i think 2.7 billion at the moment mm -hmm. worldwide they don't have a problem with the games that's such an important aspect, and I think we should really stress and highlight that that it's really a very small amount of people that do actually have problems with being addicted to computer games, both in young people and also in adults yeah, but still it's it's the the thing is is if you if you talk to parents, that's one of their major fears mm -hmm. is is that mainly their sons uh are prone to to game addiction for whatever reason and mm -hmm. and just the sheer fact that they like playing games is mm -hmm. often mistaken as a first sign of addiction mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. which is not true and that said also time is not really a reliable factor of of telling whether somebody is actually addicted to a game or to another uh, form of a non-substance uh, form of addiction. Very interesting, because this is always a debate, right? How many hours are you supposed to play computer games? Where is the limit of 
how many hours somebody should play. And we've talked about this a little bit in before we started to do the podcast. And maybe you can share that um, aspect about the, uh, the, the aspect of time and setting limits for, for playing for parents. Um, that's basically, that's the first, that's always the first question. When I do workshops with parents, um, that's the first question that is always asked mm -hmm. is, is, but how long should my kid play video games? Now, it really depends on many different factors. One factor is, of course, how old is the kid? Um, the younger, the shorter the period should be, and it should be clearly supervised. Uh, the content should be also well chosen, be well chosen. And um, so if, if you have a, a kid of, of maybe a couple of years that, that has uh, a game on, on, on your iPhone or, or your, on your tablet or whatever, there you can say you can limit that to maybe half hour per day, which is, which is more than enough because there is plenty of other stuff to, to experience, to, to discover mm -hmm. for, a, for a young kid. Then later on, um, I would say I'm not a friend of, of giving strict um, time uh, limits in the sense of you're allowed to play one hour per, per day or, or one hour on, on the weekends or stuff like that mm -hmm. because gaming is an activity and as with a sport it really depends on how you are what's your daily daily performance like are you relaxed are you stressed um, so if you are in, 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 a, in a good good shape things are really running smoothly you won't be irritated so you can you can play maybe one and a half hours or two hours no problem on the other hand there will be days where you for whatever reason you are just not in the mood you don't you don't get into the groove of the game mm -hmm. and you will be instantly irritated and once you're irritated and you keep on going because you know you just have one hour to play per day you will play this hour because that's what you get and that's what you want. So, so interesting. You will you will go on and it won't be a a happy ending in the mm -hmm. sense of it's not actually why you should play games. You should play games because they're fun, mm -hmm. not because I have the opportunity to play mm -hmm. one hour. So therefore, personally, I'm not a fan of of these these strict limits. Right. And the other factor is what games are being played there are mm -hmm. certain games that have a clear time limit a sports game like fifa or nba they have plus minus a a, a duration of about 20 minutes per uh, match so you can say okay fine you can you play you can play two maybe three matches and that's it and then you're plus minus in, in the range of one hour. Mm -hmm. But with another game, say, for instance, if you take a role playing game like um, Elder Scrolls or something like that, that's after after maybe 20 minutes, the game will just get to the point where it gets interesting. And sometimes these these games are really very tricky. They have puzzles. You have to do this and that. And so to kind of progress in this game, you will need time. This is true. Yes, you are spending a lot of time in, within that game. But 
I, I sometimes compare that to, to like if you're reading uh, a book from, from the magnitude of a Tolstoy. If you would come on and say, hey, you are not allowed to read more than three pages in, in, um, in, a Tolstoy's, in one of Tolstoy's uh, epic, epic works, you won't get anywhere. And right. that's basically the yeah. same thing with, with, a, with a role-playing game, which is epic in every sense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they dwell on it. You need to, to spend a certain amount of time to get somewhere. But it's a completely different experience to say you're playing Fortnite or mm. you're playing Candy Crush Saga or whatever. <laughs> These games are, are quick and, and, and give you a little rush and then they're over and done with and that's it. But a role-playing game is a completely different story. And you learn a lot of skills as well in these games, right? It's not just sort of a spending time watching TV. It's it's a you you actually learn um, experiences for yourself in a in a game like that. Yeah, it is as you say. It's an experience because you are doing stuff. Right. You are showing the way, and and that's that's why games are also so fascinating. Um, you. You said you learn skills. Yeah, there are several skills that can be actually learned uh, in games. Some of them have been proven by many studies, primarily by, by the um, neuro, neuropsychologist Daphne Bavillier. She did really brilliant work on the, on the subject of what, what's actually going on within the brain while playing games, mm -hmm. especially uh, action games. And the, the infamous shooters are action games. So she says that the, the brain adapts um, rapidly to all these new impulses that are given through the game because a, a video game is never the same as the first game is not like the second, the third. It's always changing and sometimes within the game over time rules are changed hmm. because one of the mantras of, of the game industry is keep it fresh so they have to change it to keep the challenge going mm -hmm. and uh, so therefore you always as a gamer you have to adapt and this very important skill the, the yeah. adaptability and flexibility is is, 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 is is key if you want to succeed in games hmm. If you go it by, by the old rule, we've done it always that way and we keep on doing it this way, then you will, you will uh, just perish. That's so actually, I was just thinking like computer game players would be the perfect employees because they are more uh, open for change, whereas people who are, are more like willing to just stick with the tried and tested are not the ones you want to bring along if you have major changes in a company and re reorganizations depends whether they understand the similarities mm -hmm. of everyday life to what they've been used to doing in, in games. Mm -hmm. And that's an interesting thing is, is, is that actually people, um, even in schools, we, 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 let's say, uh, call it, um, uh, you have one episode uh, a friend of yours told me about, uh, pupils protested um, after after an exam that they never learned uh, this and that about how how a story is is built or how an essay is built uh, in in the German class and during during the German classes and lectures and um, 
so she then asked the teachers and, and said, uh, well, what's, what's, what's the story here? Why, why is that um, happening? And, and why didn't you treat this as a part of, of your curriculum? And they said, well, we just had the same subject in English. So basically we didn't think it was necessary to, to rehash the same idea for the German class. And what this shows is, is that people sp think very much in silos, mm -hmm. so to speak, mm -hmm. that what you've learned in one sector doesn't really apply to the next one, even mm. though it's actually exactly the same situation. And now if you take that for, for video games, the fact that you are very adaptable, very flexible within a game mm -hmm. is not necessarily translated into the everyday life situation yeah. where you are of course yeah you have different circumstances you have to earn money um you go places blah 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 it is not a game it's real mm -hmm. life but still if somebody would say to you hey look at this you've been playing clash royale and and you had to, to play with another deck of cards than what you're used to you had to adapt your strategy to win mm -hmm. now today in, in, in the business world, many times you are, are forced to adapt your strategy because things move extremely at a fast pace. And so therefore you can say, okay, try and think about it as a challenge like you have in, in, in a video game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Certainly in a video game, you can try it over and over again yeah. and improve your skills. In everyday life sometimes it's not just there's just a one-off so there are of course similarities and yes I would go with your point I would uh, emphasize that people who are used to playing video games are probably more adaptable and more flexible in the, their way of thinking than somebody who doesn't mm -hmm. very interesting you you and I were also talking about um, the adolescence and 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 how how it is a very important topic right now during the COVID pandemic and I've talked about it last year in the beginning of the pandemic very much and then have been addressing it over and over the importance to look into preventative me measures to help adolescents to cope and also parents, but mostly adolescents, be an advocate for for them. And I think you and your work as a, a journalist working with com, uh, writing about computer games, you have been very much that too, to advocate for um, aspects that are not only this mainstream topic about, oh, it's addictive and, oh, it's it's causing violence, but actually a more holistic um, approach to, to computer games and also highlight the positive aspects. And yeah, maybe um, maybe we can go into that uh, a little bit. Yeah, certainly. Uh, well, uh, in the last couple of weeks, lots of numbers have and, and statistics have been published how, how dire the situation is primarily for, for adolescents in, in this time of, of lockdowns and, and, and the pandemic in general, because, yeah, talk about a no future generation. Mm -hmm. um, well, you're there, you have actually your entire life ahead of you and you don't really know how it's going to play out. Right. So that is that is that is a very very unpleasant situation, mm -hmm. and the the interesting thing I thought was that if you look at the statistics, 
people who are most relaxed are people who are, are 60 plus, 70 right. plus. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, let's put it frank, bluntly, yeah, they're facing death. They've, yeah. they've had their life. Yeah. Or uh, more and more, yeah, most of it. And uh, so, and they've had their share of crises to sure. go through. And they they go about it way more relaxed. This was what I was so surprised about your mom and my grandma because she was, she's the like the biggest risk group you can even imagine. She's ninety seven years old, but she's the one who was the most relaxed of all of us. I thought when when it came to the the pandemic, and I thought that was so interesting. But of course, it makes complete sense. She had a wonderful life. Whereas for young people, their life is ahead of them. And each year they lived is much more meaningful for them in the relation to their entire life compared to an older person. And I think this is really, really important to, yeah. to highlight. No, and, and, and now if you, if you look at that, the situation, you, you are in, 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 say, in your teens. You want to go, to go out, meet other people meet other people than your parents mm -hmm. which is very important because that's the time where you kind of develop your own individual self exactly. and and uh, that is that is something that is already has been tough on many parents before the whole pandemic because that step of puberty and and development is is not always easy exactly and um so now you have the situation where 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 you as a kid are locked in to a certain extent you're not allowed to socialize and if you should keep a distance mm -hmm. a physical distance which is not really what you want as a teenager no, right uh and so on and there are lots of these these factors that are really contrary to to where you were at in your in your um development now well that's that's more or less the setting that we're dealing with and um so let's look at video games what video games play in this this whole setting they just had um uh, a study was released in germany where it said that in the first during the first lockdown the, um, the everyday use of of video games for for kids and adolescents surged by 75 oh, percent well then, then they they said of course well this is this is dramatic and this mm -hmm. is terrible and and so on but if you look at it in the in the in the way that you say well what else could they do? Yeah. They couldn't go out. Could they, they couldn't do? go. They couldn't go and 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 play football. Uh, they couldn't go to the mall, and meet people. Mm -hmm. They couldn't go to to a restaurant and have a drink or whatever. They just were stuck at home. Stuck so at what home. to do? Yeah. Then you can either you can you can you can and that also surged massively was go online and spend your time in in some kind of on a on, on a social media platform. Mm -hmm. Or, and there I must say I really prefer the other solution, is play games together with your friends mm -hmm. and talk while playing the game. Which is a very natural uh, way of, of keeping contact. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to play the same game if you're not in the mood. You can play your game and the other guy can play the other game if they want to. But it's, of course it's more fun if you're in the same team or if you're, mm -hmm. if you're kind of... Uh, playing a match and and trying to to outsmart the other guy, mm -hmm. 
that is way more uh, fun than than just just um, being being on a on a on a social media site. And scroll through. And scroll through all the messages and yeah. see how cool the other guys are, and um, so that is a a option that that games games give you that you can keep contact with your peer group. And I think the the aspect I thought about as well while you were talking was the the fact of play being crucial for development for children and adolescents as well. Like the fact that we play is is how we learn to understand the world and by by calling it games and then this this sort of negative connotation is all beca became um is is really un unfortunate because it really has this component that i think is so in interesting that you stressed that it is um a collaboration it's communication it's something you do with your friends and not just in isolation by yourself scrolling through social media and and feeling really miserable about yourself and yourself body image um because you're 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 in this in this little bubble you actually do something interactive and creative and in many times as well right yeah you, you if even if you if you say play a shooter uh, if you look at some people how they play a shooter game it is creative because it's not just going head first into a situation you have to really figure out how you go about it yes it is violent yes you're shooting pixels but on the other hand the way you go about it will differ how or rather show who's who's the better player and i can tell you i've seen moves being done uh, by by pros that i was just in awe it was like watching Roger Federer playing tennis. It is it's something I also do, but I, it's just on a, such a different level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that is that is something I I can uh, can only emphasize is is yes, it is something you do and you do it with others. Yes, the, the picture of of and or rather the cliche of of the 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 withdrawn teenager who's who's gobbling down pizzas and 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 uh drinking red bull yes we they do exist mm -hmm. they do but that is a long gone cliche if you're talking to gamers basically everybody is a gamer some of them will identify through games that's mainly boys mm -hmm. but hey one of the biggest groups uh, playing games is is uh, women forty five plus. Hmm. So I had no idea. No, no, no. And uh, the 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 age group of sixty plus is growing rapidly. Mm -hmm. So no, there are no there is no kind of typical gamer anymore. Mm -hmm. It's basically a question of what games do you like yeah. and what role do they play. Mm -hmm. And for boys. For boys, the, the the game that is played is a very important factor in the sense of uh, identification, as is um, what what bands you listen to, uh, what what team do you like in the whatever sports, who do you root for. It's the same. It has the same kind of importance, even more so because once again you are in the driver's seat you do and so because it is mainly about problem solving in mm -hmm. one or the other way there is always one guy you know who's better than you or who has uh played through the very same game 
And then you can go to this guy and say, hey, I'm at this spot. Now, I always fail. What do I do? And so he will explain if he's a nice guy, and usually they are nice guys. He will explain how you go about it. And if you so don't nice, have that guy, like if you don't have that guy, support. yes, peer-to-peer support. And if you don't have that guy, you will find a solution online mm-hmm. because surely enough, there are other people who have struggled at the very situation. So you will adapt and you will find, you, you learn other skills like, hey, looking for a solution online. And most of the time when I, I that's what I've, I'm doing, I've got my my phone next to me and if I struggle I I will check and see whether I find a walkthrough to the Mm -hmm. very problem Mm -hmm. and that's problem solving so you will will learn other different skills in a a different medium while playing a game so there you go and and this idea about having some room where where your parents are not really in I think this was also something I thought was very interesting especially during this time and I, I sort of felt the, 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 the parents during the pandemic have become from helicopter parenting to drone parents into the bedrooms of their children or adolescents in particular. And, and to, to escape that sort of constant observation from parents, but also this judgment from society, if you do then go out and meet your friends is really really difficult so computer games may be a, a way to escape that constant surveillance of of your your parents it certainly is let's say one of the few remaining parents free zones and uh, that's mainly due to the fact that playing a video game you need certain technical skills mm-hmm. you need to be to have a good hand eye coordination which is another skill you learn while playing games it is also proven that that uh, surgeons that that are adapt uh, adept at, at playing video games, um, they are better at their job, especially right. if they're doing um, remote remote operations that are kind of uh, translated through a machine, mm-hmm. and uh, so. That, that's that's one thing, and that's why why it takes it takes so much time to get into a video game. Yeah. And I always compare it to the, to the fact that if you, if you in way back when you learned um, to write uh, with a keyboard with, with the whole, with all 10 fingers, mm-hmm. that's not something you've learned in five minutes. No, right? Yeah. Now, that took some time to get used to, do, to know where, where is what, what key on the keyboard. And after some time, you got a certain technique and you're really fast. Now, the only thing is, is with video games, you don't have as many keys on the keyboard as, as the controller has less than the keys on the keyboard, but you die and you really have to be, have the eye on the, on the screen and not on the keyboard or the controller, because if you do that, you die. So it takes a fair amount of skill of hand-eye coordination that you can do this. So many parents will then just, just give up Mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. fine but i really implore all parents to know what games their kids are playing mm-hmm. because there are many games out there that are really not suited for kids mm-hmm. there are age ratings you can go by these 
and um, they will show you more or less what it's about. And of course, the games that are rated 16 plus or 18 plus, they're the ones the boys want to play. It's mm -hmm. been like that with the horror movies. It's been like that with all kinds of stuff. Well, if it's if it's the forbidden fruit, that is very tempting. Right. On the other hand, that said, there are really parts where you can say there are certain things that really shouldn't be played by, say, a 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. There are certain games, like uh, I love the game, and it's a brilliant game, like GTA. GTA V is, is a masterpiece, but not for a 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. A game like Call of Duty or, or uh, Assassin's Creed or whatever, games that are 16+, plus, um, they are not for a 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the violence is quite graphic, that's one thing. And on the other hand, there are certain games that really scare the shit out of you. Pardon mm -hmm. my French, but it's like that. They're super creepy. Resident yeah. Evil, Silent Hill, they are mm -hmm. super creepy. And if you come to the stage where, where you're not feeling comfortable anymore, they will eventually haunt you. Right. And that's something you don't really want because, yeah, it should be avoided. Mm. It will happen. It will happen anyway because you yeah. will trespass. You will, you will, with any kind of medium, you will find a film that will scare you. You will find a book that will probably scare you, which is way, way, way more difficult because mm -hmm. with a book, you're normally flesh out the vision to the very point that you can still take it mm -hmm. i don't know of anybody who stopped reading a book because it scared him so much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whereas i know many people who stopped watching a movie right. because they were scared shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the same thing goes for games yeah and it's even worse because you can't just lean back and say well, you're so stupid, if you go in that room, you're going to die because you mm -hmm. know or you think mm -hmm. there's a killer waiting for, for, for the very person. Um, that's a different situation in games. In games, it's you mm -hmm. who opens the door mm -hmm. and will confront whatever is behind, the door. behind the door. And I personally yeah. experienced several games where I said, okay, this is it, mm -hmm. I've had it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not playing anymore yeah. because... I don't it's like too it. Scary, it's yeah. too scary. It's not even too scary, but it's it's just, it's not fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's me. And there are others who like that kind of thing. That because it's it's kind of like a roller coaster where you say, yeah, yeah I'm going down. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that the parents really do have a part in in the way that they are interested, but also respect the boundaries of not being too intrusive in in the gaming. Um, of their adolescence in particular exactly leave yeah. leave leave that to the to the kids but do you the the important thing is is to know what mm -hmm. games they're playing mm -hmm. and one of the things i think now during the pandemic is 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 and and may and in general but especially now when when things are really stressful is to see what games the kids are playing mm-hmm if you realize, for instance, that there's been that there's a, a sudden change in the gaming pattern. Yeah. Let's say your 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 son was playing FIFA, the uh, football game, um, Mario, 
uh, maybe Minecraft and occasionally a shooter, mm -hmm. which is a rather common mix. Common mix, yeah. Then that is nothing, nothing particular. Things start maybe to be a bit worrisome if then all of a sudden all the uh, all the games are are kind of pushed aside and only the shooter is being played. Mm -hmm. Now this could be a sign that there may be a a uh, something worrying something going worrying on because going on. because there is obviously a um, change in in the in the gaming pattern in the sense of that leaning more towards an aggressive mm -hmm. content mm -hmm. and that could also be a sign of some kind of stress frustration or whatever mm -hmm. because shooters are very popular because they give you a very strong impression of power and control mm -hmm. so actually in that moment games can be a help to get maybe a sign that is something maybe not running so smoothly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is clearly now happening to many kids yeah but instead of just demonizing them you mm -hmm. can say okay they will they can help me uh maybe find a, a connection and see hey is there something of course we're all stressed but mm -hmm. is there something in particular happening now yeah uh, in your life that really that made you choose this it mm -hmm. could also be and that is completely fair that his peers preferably sp play that word very shooter mm -hmm. and that's where they're at yeah so wanting so, to be part of the group again and, and being, wanting to be yeah. part of the group and that is i think perfectly fine yeah but then again you need to know mm -hmm. and the, the question is why are you playing this game and mm -hmm. if the answer is well all of my friends are playing this mm -hmm. game then it's a completely different issue than when you say, ah, oh, you know, this guy in my school, he's been really giving me a hard time and so on. You, you, you can say, okay, there is, obviously you have to keep an eye on it because mm -hmm. if he's getting bullied by, by some other people, it can very well be that he will try and, and escape for a certain time mm -hmm. in, in, this, this, in this game in this world. Game world. And you've, you've also talked about different games um, during this time, that there's a different trend of games that are played during the pandemic. So maybe sort of when we, we sort of getting closer to the end of the show is uh, like, what what are those uh, highlights um, well, uh, that the, are played the biggest, right now? Probably the biggest uh, surprise hit, so to speak, uh, is, a, is a game called Among Us. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it, it was it's it's if you look at the game, um, it's been around for 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 more than two years now. It's an indie game uh, developed by a small studio, and um, uh, basically the, the premises of Among Us is is you are an astronaut. You're part of a group of astronauts on a, on a space station. Mm -hmm. You go about doing your chores and so on, and one member of that group is a killer and the idea of the game is is to identify the killer and to kick him out into space mm -hmm. and for me actually it is kind of like a, an, a I think it's called an allegory uh, about COVID because mm -hmm. yeah you don't know who if the guy 
in front of you may be um, carrying the virus mm -hmm. and infect you mm -hmm. and therefore be kind of like the killer. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the success not only was helped because some influencers started playing that and then it got kind of really a momentum and mm -hmm. then the next influencer took it on and, and, and it spread and it took ha 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 a viral mm -hmm. uh, trajectory. Um, it has, I think, this whole idea of you're not really sure who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they are they actually dangerous? Um, I think that was probably a subconscious maybe uh, factor that played into the popularity of Among Us. And the other one, the other game that I always uh, I kept an eye on, especially in Switzerland, but it's probably also very popular in other countries, but we're here in Switzerland, um, is, is Plague Incorporate. Mm -hmm. Plague, Plague, <laughs> originally a board game that has been turned into a very popular video game. Plague has been uh, under the top 10 most um, popular games on, on iOS, of, of, uh, on uh, Apple's mobile um, systems, mm -hmm. iPhone or, or iPad, for the last couple of years. Interesting. Now you can wonder and say, why, why the hell do peop uh, people or, or, or the Swiss love Plague? And um, there's the, the concept of Angstlust, uh, which, mm -hmm. is, which is kind of the, 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 the kick you get out of, out of a f fear, fearful situation, yeah. but a controlled fearful situa right. uh, situation. Um, dealing with a deadly virus yeah. is, is kind of, is, is, is probably the fun aspect of, of mm -hmm. that. When the rest of the country is so safe and everything is so secure, you don't really have to worry. Exactly. There's no real threat in the society. Yeah. And now, you, we, now we have the reverse situation. Yeah. We actually have a bloody virus yeah. that, is, that is causing havoc. And for me, it is kind of like a other way of trying to get control mm -hmm. in the sense of hey, at least here I can deal with yeah. the virus and I yeah. can shape it and I can do this and I can mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. And I think the aspect of control within video games in this whole whole situation that we are is very, very crucial and very central to mm -hmm. why people really are drawn to games, not just mm -hmm. because they, they don't have to think about the whole situation, that of course as well, but on the other hand, um, I think control, and that is the is one one of the, the the big factors all other media doesn't have right traditional media so doesn't have yeah. control as yeah. a, a uh, central a, a part central of part yeah. or or, yeah. or um, attribute because they're passive yeah in yeah. a certain to a certain extent so I think hmm. gaming has has this this big thing that you gives you the sense of you are doing something you are controlling something you can you can you can influence the the way certain things move and the, the feeling of of that is also the feedback you get this of of self-efficacy right is of course built into the medium as well mm -hmm. and that is something that if you're feeling powerless as mm -hmm. we many of us with regards to how this whole situation is evolving um yeah games will kind of help you there 
they won't change the situation, they won't help you solve the problem because it's way bigger than we are, but at least you can you can say it's a way of probably dealing with it. Yeah. Problem is don't overdo it because yeah. it doesn't change the problem, it doesn't change the situation. So if you're mm -hmm. really stressed out, then you will have to find another way than ga playing games because mm -hmm. games are here to have fun. They're mm -hmm. not here to kind of help you cope with your problem. Right. I think that's a very good end note that the games are not here to solve all your problems, but they can be very helpful in, in terms of, of self-efficacy, especially for young adults yep. or teenagers. Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This has been very insightful. I've learned a lot. And actually, I'm not a gamer, but I actually became very hooked to the fact that I could control yeah, <laughs> and no, no. gain something. If we could if see you... it, I'm very competitive. So yeah. I actually would be maybe a target group. And I have a very good sense of orientation. I have a better one than my husband, who is actually a gamer. So maybe yeah, we should find is, a game the thing for is, us. The thing is, the thing is, is, is that's, a, that's something I really want to look into is... is, mm -hmm. is People are really ambitious. Mm -hmm. They can really feed on that in games, mm -hmm. and I think the the there is there is that's a critical kind of group. People are really ambitious. Mm -hmm. If they get hooked on games, that can be that can tricky. Be quite quite tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Maybe that's so, why I didn't start yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you so much. This was really wonderful. All right. So if anyone has questions, you can always get back to us. And um, yeah, for another one, I would say. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.